You're listening to a Mutiny Transmission. You can find more podcasts, videos, books, comics, and records online at mutinyinfocafe.com. Or just stop in the store in Denver and have a coffee sometime. Libraries is proud to present <laughs> Joseph Campbell's The Hero with a Thousand Faces, narrated by Tony Lee Wilburn. <clears throat> My mother and father. Who does enlightenment of the most important single moment of the Orientals at the top? God born of the crucifixion of the West, the Buddha beneath the tree of the Enlightenment, the Bowie tree of the Christ, the Holy Wood. Chapter two. <laughs> now, some when some people listen to books, like do, do you do this? Where um, you'll no, you, no, I don't listen to books. Oh, <laughs> I got all of that. Good, good. Well, there are some people that when they're listening to podcasts or audiobooks, they will listen to it at like two times speed or something like that. That's what John listens to. That's how he listens to us when he edits. Really? He just listens to it fast? Yeah, and Allison makes fun of us because we sound like chipmunks. <laughs> well, no, but you can, do them, you can do them where it speeds it up, but it doesn't, like, change the pitch. Mm. You know what I mean? So, I, don't like, think, I don't know if he does that. Some people listen to spoken word uh, format. Like, on an iPhone, you can easily change the speed that you're listening to. Like, Sarah and I were listening to Stephen King's It yeah. on, on double speed. So it's the book just moves more quickly. God, you are... You're, you're very loud. It's okay. If, like, what? Am I loud in your headphones right now? No, you're just, like, loud wherever you are. You can't. You're just a loud In life. In life, you're loud. You can't hear me, so this definitely needs to be by me. Like, I, was just, I was just pointing out how loud you are. That's all. What do you think, Gordo? How, how, how's Aaron sounding right now? He sounds fine, right? I'm okay right here. <laughs> you're the actually, mic picking not, up? Now you're too loud. Okay. Good. That's how loud you are. No, what I was saying is though, is like sometimes people will listen to books on like they'll they'll speed it up so they can listen to the book more quickly or yeah. or you know whip through book books more quickly. I think you were one of the few people where if like you were reading a book, people would actually have to slow it down to like half speed <laughs> to, to hear my bullshit. Yeah, they'd be like, "What the fuck did he just say? Mealy mouth a box of ramen?" No. <laughs> No, um, no, no. Should we start the show then? Yeah. Uh, welcome to the motherfucking podcast, episode number 43. This is the official podcast of motherfucking Ruckus, the, the rock quartet from Denver and Chicago, respectively. I'm Aaron Howell. I'm Tony Lee. And uh, we are joined in the studio today with our very good friend, whom uh, some of you may be familiar with. Through legend only. <laughs> through legend <Yeah>. only. <laughs> wow. <laughs> this is like uh, this 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 man here. This young. I was well. I was going to say young man, but Fonz, how old are you? Forty three. Forty three. Hey, it's your like golden episode. Yeah, forty three. Forty three. Hey, it was meant to be. Ah, see. Uh, this is the one and only um, Fonz, the man that we call Fonz. Hello yeah. there. Hi, Fonz. Uh, Long time no see. Okay, so <laughs> yeah. we, we, we got to give people some background who, like, may not know. So, first of all, 
Uh, some of you might know of Fawns through uh, the the rarity, the bonus track, the the deep cut that you can only find on YouTube, I believe. Um, it's going to be on the next record, though, isn't it? You no, know, it'll be on the next. Well, Not this record, but the one after that. Yeah, it'll be on the one after this next record. Um, uh, it's just called uh, Fawns. Is the bomb or the fawn song? I like the fawn song. Yeah, we call it the fawn song. He is <laughs> he is the character that the fawn song is based off of. So, like when we originally started our Patreon um, campaign, we were like anybody who comes in at a certain level is going to get a song written about them. And fawns was one of the first guys to come up in it. And so I, one of the first like four Thanks, songs that I. Yeah, one of the first four songs that I wrote. Like, I think I wrote a song for Marshall. I wrote a song for maybe one other person, and then I wrote the Fawn song. Yeah, it wasn't that many. It was in the beginning. No, it was, it, was, it was in the very beginning. And I wrote the Fawn song on GarageBand Mobile, just on my phone in my parents' kitchen one day. Which, by the way, in front of all these people, I want to say how fucking tight it is. That, oh, thank uh, you. It's so great that, that you wrote it all by yourself on a, like a shitty acoustic guitar <laughs> through GarageBand, and it became like one of my favorite songs that the band has come <laughs> It's out a lot with. of fun, man. And I can't, I can't, I'm, only, I'm taking credit for it, really, by saying the band came out with, because well, it's all you. Well, the GarageBand. <laughs> it, it, was, it was you and Fonz who came up. Like You did all the music, and then you and Fonz wrote the song. Well, yeah. So here, Okay, so here's how the story goes. Legend, is, legend has it. Legend has it. Okay, Allegedly. let's let's go all the way back. <laughs> so, way back. years ago, I want to say in 2013. 13. Was it 2013? Sharp memory. So in it's a guy who doesn't smoke. In, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Back in 2013. So back in 2013. So this is like right when Parker first joined the band. This is right after Tay and Jerry left the band, and we went on the big RV tour with Steve-O and did a, did a full U.S. tour to promote the Dirty Half Dozen album. And we are leaving Austin, and we had a not-so-great show. In Austin, that was the uh, the club that got done over by Bar Rescue. Okay, Headhunters. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we used to play Headhunters Head a lot, right. but it wasn't called Headhunters. It was called Metal, Metal and Lace. Lace or something like that. Yeah, and <laughs> right after they did it, it was so weird going in there because they still ran it like Headhunters. The downstairs they did. Yeah, they, it it still looked like Headhunters, but like they had literally some metal and lace up on the walls. <laughs> yeah, and like. A different sign, but they still, like, they ran the bar the same way. It was the same staff. It was, like, like they still had a bunch of the tiki stuff from when we used to play there. It was, like, mm-hmm. Bar Rescue had come and gone and, and like, really didn't do so much. You, you guys are fine. What's wrong with this place? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we got done playing the show there, and um, and we're on our way to Houston because we, we had a show booked with, um, with S.A., I want to say. What's up, S.A.? Yeah. Uh, and uh, we we pulled into town, and, or when, when we were on our way to town, we stopped for gas just outside of Austin, and I got a phone call from our buddy Jeff Creep from the Midnight Creeps who, who lives in Austin, or at least lived in Austin at the time. I don't know if he still does, but... Um, he's still there. Oh, he's still there? Yep. Cool. And he said, hey, man, if you're going to Houston, um, you should hit up my buddy Alfonso... Everybody just calls him Fonz. You can't. He's a really cool <laughs> guy. People know that. Uh, the, the, Thanks, Aaron. Oh, sorry. We'll just bleep out Alfonso. 
Uh, Which word? <laughs> Al beep. <laughs> um, so, hey, what do you call a really cool white cream pasta sauce? Alfonso. Alfonso. <laughs> I get it. Like, okay. Yeah, these are the warm up jokes. <laughs> warm up jokes. Yeah, but you, that one was a stretch. But you got to stretch for the big game. So yeah. you know, yeah. it was um, good. So we're solid five plus at least. So Jeff gives me Jeff gives me Fonz's number, and I don't really think anything of it. I, I leave a message. I'm like, hey, uh, Fonz, I got your number from Jeff Creep. He said you might be able to help us out in Houston. Uh, give me a call back if you get this. Blah blah blah. As with most phone calls and emails in the music business, I don't ever respect. Uh, I don't ever respect anybody. <laughs> I don't ever expect to hear back from anybody. You know what I mean? Like. I've made it's a, a lot of I've made a lot of phone calls and sent a lot of emails and have gotten maybe three repro- replies. It's like, it's like fishing; you like you got to throw them a, a million times. You got to throw a lot of casts it's out to actually cast, hit something. Yeah, the fish of a thousand casts. <laughs> so, um, so I left a message and didn't expect uh, to hear anything of it. And then um, I get a phone call back, and Fonz Fonz called me back and said, "Yeah, you guys are more than welcome to come." Stay at my place. I've got to go to work. Total strangers. Yeah, complete strangers. Um, Friend, I'm, friends of friends. Yeah, just <laughs> yeah. like a guy was like, hey, some, uh, we're some friends of a guy you know. Maybe uh, maybe you can help us out. And, and uh, Fawn said, uh, you know, come on down to Houston. Here's my address. Come over to my place. And, uh, and you guys are more, welcome to, more than welcome to stay. I've got to go to work at some point, but you're welcome to hang out. We show up at the house. At six o'clock in the morning, something like that, and Fawn's after rolling joints all night long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After <laughs> at, least, at least that's what I did. Yeah, and we show up at the house reeking of weed, and um, Fawn's answers the door in in full uniform. Now we can't we can't go into too much detail because of the sensitivity of of Fawn's work, but let's just say that suffice to say that Fawn's is in law enforcement. And, he was wearing a law enforcement uniform. And he was wearing a law enforcement <laughs> uniform. The full nine, too. Yeah, pistol on his side, everything, like, ready to go in and work his shift for the day. And in his defense, I would want – that's the way you'd probably want to show up for some strangers coming over to crash <laughs> yeah. your house. Be like, you know, I, like, I better put the full nine on. Yeah. yeah. I really didn't go to work. I just didn't want y'all to steal anything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm going to go down the block and wait for a bit. Yeah. And if I see these guys running out with my TV, I'll know I made a bad decision. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, he just wanted to establish it right from the get-go. And he's like, just in case any of you dummies are getting any ideas, just uh, mind the peace down there. Yeah. So, yeah, so... Um, yeah, so six or seven in the morning, we show up, and, op- and Fonz opens the door just in full uniform. Yeah. Well, I was on my way out because uh, I, I was yeah, working a side job. I had a side job to go to. I had mm-hmm. worked the night before. A side job in uniform? Yeah. What'd you do? Security. Oh, and it was like uh, I was yeah. watching a parking lot or something. But anyways, my I was, dad's done that shit. I was I, walking out. No, uh, I was walking. Out, I was gonna leave the key under the mat for y'all and call y'all and just say, "Hey, the key's under the mat." Damn. And as Aaron was walking up to the door, I opened it yeah, yeah, <laughs> before yeah. he even rang the doorbell. That's right. That's right. <laughs> he was. So expecting. it's a setup. Yeah, it, that's kind of how it felt. That's what it felt like at first. Sure. It's like you open the door and there's this guy. Ho ho! <laughs> you open the door in full uniform. It's like oh. 
no. Everyone's faces just dropped. Kind of. They, kinda. they finally they got us. I don't know if you remember, but they probably did. You know, I think I think Jeff had mentioned that you were a cop, too, and it just slipped my mind. And Aaron did not mention it to anybody else. <laughs> no, I just, I just, I did. That would have probably been an important thing to, to mention. Like this fucking big on, the, on that bus, and it's like, all right, we're going in. Well, we're going to need that. That was Steve-O saying, you know, we're going to need okay. that one. And then you open the door, it's like, <laughs> behind my back slowly walking backwards <laughs> uh, I left my backpack my second backpack on the uh, bus I was just kind of like the first thing that popped into my head is well played <laughs> well played they got us they finally got they us they finally got us but, um, but no uh, Fawn's just like said you guys are welcome um uh, make yourselves at home. I'm going to go to work. I'll see you guys in a little bit. There's couches you can sleep on. I found a room that had a bear's poster in it. Or, or no, a bear's blanket in it. Yeah, a blanket. Uh, it's Leo's. That was Leo's? Yeah, it's Leo's old room. He had just moved out, and he uh, left the blanket for whatever reason. Wow, it's probably a jizzy old bear's blanket, <laughs> yeah. huh? And he said, he said, he slept he said, with Leo's kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> His unborn kid. He said, he said, I don't recommend eating anything in the fridge because it's no good, but there's like frozen margarita pouches oh, yeah. I forgot and about beers. That. Yeah. It was like cases and cases of that stuff. Oh, dude. Well, you seized them, right? No, no. Uh, my neighbor's wife had a hookup or something. They worked for that company or I don't know. They had a party and they got free cases and they ended up in my freezer. <laughs> it, it, was a, it was a case of frozen margarita bags that like <clears throat> basically you would freeze the mo- – like they were like Go-Gurt margaritas. <laughs> yeah, they were. <laughs> like you'd like freeze the pouches and or, or Otter Pops. They were like, yeah. uh, they were like margarita adult, Otter – Adult, adult otter, otter Pops. Yeah, totally. Oh, so that does sound good. So we, uh, we end up sleeping the day away. Um, we wake up when – about the time that Fonz comes home and we're shooting pool in his house and hanging out and – Spent the day getting to know each other. Fawns came to see us play that night at Dan Electro's with, with, uh, with Essay, and then we ended up spending the whole next day together, right? Yeah. And, and uh, Dan Electro's was that like a glow in the dark kind of blue. No, yeah. no, no, no. The glow, in the, the glow in the dark one was it, the blacklight bar in Salem that you're thinking of. But the, no, Dan, we played the, with Essay at that bar. Yeah, Dan Electro's. Yeah, it does yeah, have like, uh, Yeah, it was all like cosmic bowling looking in that. In that. Yeah, oh yeah, it was kind of cosmic bowling looking, wasn't it? Yeah, remember right. we had to find somewhere to park the RV. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What a pain in the ass that RV. It was so badass though. <laughs> yeah, you rode you, you rode with us in that thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Like come on, there it just stinks a week. <laughs> well, <laughs> no. Uh, after the show, I had called my neighbors and I said, "Hey, having people over tonight, so y'all make sure the fridge is full of beer." <laughs> By the time we got home, there was like two coolers full of beer. Nice. People at my house already. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was well, fun. I, I know. I know that that morning that we met you, uh, and I took that. I took that room with the uh, the bear's blanket. And uh, when I woke up, everybody went to bed like, "Well, I guess we'll see what the whole deal about the, the cop is all about." <laughs> you know, like, well, I guess all we can do is just sleep and see what happens. And I woke up, and it was uh, you and Steve on the couch, just. Uh, just kind of bullshit, you know, like, like, like looking like the best of friends too. Yeah. Like I went, to yeah, that. we hit it off right away. Yeah, yeah it's because Stevo, Stevo was a military guy too. A military, you were in, a military, you were in the Navy, te- right? a military yeah. Texas boy. Yeah, and Stevo was, Stevo was a reconnaissance marine. Like he was a medically retired reconnaissance marine who had killed a lot of people. And he like, did a lot more than I did, dude. 
He uh, he would sleep. He would sleep on the RV holding a shotgun like a teddy bear. Man, mm-hmm. like that was one of the scariest things. Stevo Stevo was an interesting character, a super fun guy to, uh, super interesting fun guy to travel with. But um, but yeah, so he was he was a reconnaissance marine, medically retired reconnaissance marine, had injured himself jumping out of a helicopter. Um, and now the Marines were paying him to learn forensic accounting. So the whole time we were on tour, he was doing homework for his forensic accounting course. Right. Um, and so you guys met and you kind of hit it off because you were both military guys. But from there, um, God, that night we were just getting wasted on beeritas and we were like, like I, this was back when I still drank. This is before I quit. So this I ended up 2013, having to... 2013 is just over five years ago. Uh, what? 2013 is just over it's five years ago. It's almost exactly six years ago that we met. Right. Because Parker Parker would have hit his sixth year in the band this January. Shit. Like he... That would have been six whole years. Because the uh, pictures from the first show we played with us, that Hell's Bells show in the mountains, um, were coming up today. Hmm. So, uh, or not coming up today, but coming up. It was up July, July of 13. So it was July of 2013. <laughs> so this was this was shortly before I, uh, you know, probably a year before I quit Wait, drinking. Does, does a Fawn song say that? In the summer of 13? Yeah, it yeah, does. It does, yeah. it does say in the yeah. summer of 13. Yeah. Well, so, that, now we'll know forever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or I'll know forever. So, um, so, so from there, uh, oh, so that night, the last thing I remember at your house is we were drinking beeritas. We were drinking like margaritas with beer and shots of Crown Royal for some reason. But I think my neighbors brought over like Hennessy yeah. and like all, all sorts of, of stuff. <laughs> They're like, oh, we got rock stars over at the house. And we're like, no, we're no. really just a garage band. They're traveling in a crazy man's RV. Like, <laughs> nice um, RV. Real nice RV. Such a nice yeah, RV. That was, that was the optics of that situation. To use a to use a word that Gordo taught me, the optics of that situation were were pretty fantastic. It made us look way cooler than we were. But um, but the, so the last thing I remember is taking like like chugging one last beerita and then just running to the bus to pass out because I I knew I felt it coming on. I was like I'm gonna get way too wasted and black out any minute here. But then from there, um, you've come out to visit us at least once to twice a year. Like for the last for the last six years, right? But it's it's three a or four times a year. It's a sting. Yeah, it's like it's a long term sting. Yeah, you've you've come out you've come out to hung, uh, hang out in Oklahoma City. Yeah, uh, you've gone out to Chicago to hang out with the the family a couple of times. You've come to Denver a bunch. He's of times. He's been to all of our weddings except for yours. That's true. Yeah, you've been to all the weddings. Wow, that's fucking crazy. So so that chance encounter and just making one phone call has led to a long-term, uh, hopefully lifelong friendship. So far. Yeah. Uh, so so a, far. A, a lifetime yeah. friendship for sure. Yeah. So, um, yeah. <laughs> so that's, I mean, that, it, so that's a very long explanation of how we know this guy, but, uh, but yeah, man, this is, this is Fonz. This is our fucking dude. Well, welcome Fonz. Yeah, yeah man. man. Hey. Fonz. What so, an intro. Yeah, so when, yeah, that was long. <laughs> so when sorry, we got nothing else to do here. <laughs> so fast forward a little bit more. Um, before Tony got married two years ago, right? Or did you get married last two thousand seventeen? It'll be two years in May. So you got married in two thousand seventeen. Mm, yes. So in May of two thousand seventeen, April was the uh, bachelor party. April was the bachelor party. Yeah. Okay. So in April of two thousand seventeen. 
um, we were to go back to the to the Patreon thing. We started our Patreon project, um, and, and I had written most of the Fawn song for you. I'd written all the music, and I'd written the first verse. And we were in the van on the way up to um, the cabin where we were doing, uh, where we were having the bachelor party. And um, and while we're on our way up there, I was like, hey, I want to play something for you. And I pulled out, I pulled out my phone, and I played the first verse of the Fawn song for you. And then now, tell me what was your what was your first impression of when when you heard that that I'd written that song for you? I didn't know what to expect. Like, I mean, I knew it was going to be something good, but then when I heard it, I was like, "Oh man, that's really good." <laughs> it was. It's very. If you haven't heard it, you know, we're going to do it for our commentary section later on in the show. But it's fucking ridiculous. The entire song just basically says, like. Spread out over two verses, it just says, thank you, you're awesome, and you have a gigantic dick. <laughs> That's pretty much, like, the gist of all the lyrics to the Fawn song. So then, that night, nothing happened, and somehow Fawns and I found ourselves up at six in the morning, solving the world's problems, and, and hanging out and talking, and uh, Inspirato struck, and Fawns and I wrote the second verse <laughs> yeah. of the Fawn song. So the, the, the first verse of the Fawn song is, is recorded in my parents' kitchen prior to getting picked up to going to, um, to go to Tony's bachelor party. And then the second verse was written after we wrote it that mo- like the next morning at the end of the party. Uh, and then I, I think I recorded it later that afternoon. Um, so yeah, man. So it's like you have like become enmeshed in our, in our band history now because of that. Yeah, I guess so. It's pretty cool shit, man. So what brings you into town this time around? Uh, well, I hadn't been here since, uh, Logan's wedding. So I was like, why not look for cheap flights? And then it just so happened that the Hank Von Hell show was the same weekend that they had cheap flights. And, oh, cool. And that's how I ended up here this weekend. The Hank Von Hell Show. Yeah, man. We should talk about that a little bit. That was that was a blast. Yeah. Um, especially since Hank Von Hell wasn't there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, I do. I do know what you mean. Uh, so, so for those of you who haven't listened to previous episodes or may not know what we're talking about, we were supposed to play with Hank Von Hell from Turbo, uh, the the singer from Turbo Negro. Let's just go ahead and say it the one, the 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 most important, most impactful, uh, most iconic singer for Turbo Negro uh, was supposed to be doing a tour of the U.S. with our friends Against the Grain, and uh, we were supposed to be on that show, and. Uh, because of the government shutdown, there was issues with um, Hank's visa, and he couldn't get into the country and had to reschedule the whole tour. And, yeah. um, and so the whole tour has been rescheduled, but we had, we had people who were planning on coming into town, including Fawns, including Nuge from Oklahoma City, and a few other people. He did come. Yeah, he did come. And, Twice. Uh, who, were, <laughs> who were planning on coming into town. Um, to come see the show, 
And we didn't want the Oriental to just have a dark night. So we decided that we were going to uh, to go ahead and go through with doing the show on our own. And it was a success as well. Well, not only – okay, so not only did Hank cancel, but because Hank canceled, Against the Grains tour got canceled. So there goes two bands. And then Dirty Few decided to pull out after the two main bands dropped out. So it's just us. And then uh, we managed to get Hail Satan – which is Jake Fairley's fucking Who awesome band. fucking so killer. Yeah. What a voice on that fucking <laughs> Yeah, bro. Dude, they're so cool, man. That guy sounded like, I don't know, Dio and Bon Scott, but like also kind of like uh, Rob Halford when he would get kind of low, you know, on, on, his, on his screams. They, man, what, it's got to come my way. What, what can't hear me for shit. <laughs> what, I, what, I th- what I thought about when I saw um, Hail Satan was they just seemed like a caricature of... 80s satanic exactly thrash metal and they did a great job yeah it was it. very very good it, it was it was like if, if you wanted to start an 80s thrash kind of satanic band you know it's like well what would it be it's like well I'd probably have to dress in re- leather and studs and then sing real high like if you were gonna do an episode and the guitar player shreds yeah oh my god if you were gonna do an episode of Scooby Doo Mysteries and it was like Scooby Doo and the gang meet Venom hmm or Scooby Doo meets King Diamond. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That is totally what Hail Satan is like, dude. Like they're super fun, super like uh, like like great sense of humor, but they're also a like legitimately good metal band. Like everybody in the band can play. Jake can sing. Their lyrics are super clever. Um, their their stage show is they gave a commanding performance. They did. Yeah. It was really great. They, they actually scared me back into the green room and said, "You should practice." And when I went up there, my guitar's already on stage, so I didn't have it backstage or anything. And so I went back there and like stretched my arms, casting <laughs> <laughs> my fingers, just like watching the guitar player from uh, Hail Satan play, saying, "Fuck, I, I better go practice some more." <laughs> they did a oh, really I good can't job. Practice. Uh, also, we got great. we got my baby brother's band, uh, Head Trauma, which is a, a new band. Um, I. Dude, first of all, being able to see my brother play drums in something that he's really excited about is awesome. Like, he just yeah. looks so happy up there playing in a band. Seeing kind of a, a young new band finding their sound and learning to play together and stuff like that is super cool. And seeing <clears throat> how excited they and Hail Satan were to be on stage at the Oriental doing this show with us, like, to us... We were just trying to save a show. You know what I mean? Like, we were just like, man, we really don't want to... Cancel. We will do anything but cancel. Yeah, we really didn't want to cancel. We really wanted to make sure that the people who had made plans for that night were going to get a show. But we didn't have high expectations for it. Those guys showed up. Like, Bruce from Hail Satan was like, this is probably going to be one of the biggest shows we've ever played. Like, Hmm. and that kind of lit a fire under my ass to make sure that I didn't let him down, you know, in terms of, cool. like, like making sure that this show was successful. I, I did not expect was. the crowd that we got. I did not either. Um, I expected about maybe half of that. We, we, had, we had a so fantastic crowd. Guys. Even for an Oriental show, it was, it was, I mean, for those of you who don't know, the Oriental is, is like, between 700 and 1,000 people. I think Fire Code, you're only supposed to have, like, 780 people in there. But they will try and pack a thousand people into that room. That's false. Allegedly, they would, they would never do that. I mean, they would never do that. Go on. 
Anyway, um, like if we had done that, if we had done that show at like Three Kings or Streets of London or something like that, it would have been packed. You know, it was it was a fucking great crowd. It was. Everybody hung was. out and enjoyed the show the entire time. Everyone partied. Our lawyers came. The lawyer, the, the team of lawyers. The team of lawyers. We have this. Okay, so we have this group of guys who come and see us every once in a while. They've been our group of lawyers forever. They've they've seen us twice at the Westwood Music Showcase, and they came to see us at um at play with Steel Panther at the Fillmore one of the times we played there. And I always mean to get their info, and I lose business cards, or I lose track of numbers or something like that. But I've been trying to track these guys down forever. But every time I see them, I just remember them as our team of lawyers. <laughs> like, it's like, it's like these four or five guys that just like to party and go to rock and roll shows, but they all happen to be like, really successful attorneys. <laughs> That's awesome. And I was like, oh my god, guys, I'm so glad you're here. I need legal advice. Did you get number this time? Yes, I did. All right. I was like, I've been trying to track you down for like a year. They thought I was joking. And I'm like, no, seriously, I have, like, I have questions about some things. Anyway, they were there and just a bunch of friends, a bunch of family members. Um, really just, I don't know, man, what were, what were some of the highlights of the show for you, Tony? Tyler. Tyler doing sound and the lights. Oh my god! Okay, so Tony, Tony went to Tyler, uh, the the front of house engineer, and uh, and was really talking to him about getting getting the light the lighting game well, stepped. Yeah, up. The, the Oriental just just got uh, um, brand uh, well. They already have their lighting system, but they got an additional lighting system that kind of uh, is new and badass, you know. So so before we went on, I went and saw Tyler and. And I said, uh, "Hey, man, I know you have those those new lights, so make sure that those fuckers come on when we play." And he goes, "Yeah, no problem." And he goes, "See this?" And he hits a button, and the whole thing, shh, all the lights go into the center. And he goes, "When you go to do a solo, just stand there." So fucking done and done. And, uh, and and I was like, "Well, you know, can you do the rest, the rest of the lights too? You know, kind of pay attention, <laughs> basically, because you know, like guys don't usually pay attention unless they're yours." But. Um, I asked him to, to, to. I was like, "Can you make sure that you kind of like focus on some lights?" And he goes, "Well, I'm the only guy here, so do you want sound or do you want lights?" And I said, "Just make the lights red for the first song or two, dial it in, and after that, really fuck the sound. Just do the lights." Yeah, man. And he did. I, I think he just did both because he's fucking awesome anyway. Because it sounded great for us on stage, and from what I can tell, on yeah, off it sounded stage, really good. And, but the light show was fucking incredible. Yeah, that was so. That, that was really he's smart. Fucking by the way. hired Tony. That was really smart, by the way, to just be like, get it dialed in, and then focus on the lights. Focus on putting the on light, a good light the lights. The lights are going to make us ten times cooler than we are, dude. And they do, man. When you yeah. have a good light show going on, oh man, it makes the show so much cooler. You yeah. could really phone it in if you got a good light show, and that's man. exactly what I'm, I'm getting. Lights to do. in my bedroom. <laughs> 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 Fuck. Well, what were what were some of the high points of the show for you, Fonz? Tony's guitar solos. Yeah. Nice, yeah. thanks, Fonz. So, that, all right, all right, yeah, all right. Yeah, that, that, man, that they were so, good. Okay, so we they were wanktastic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely wanktastic. They were like <laughs> five oh my times God. as long as they normally are. Every every one. Dude, of them. we had you wank off so fucking much. So this this was the first show. I really wish we'd recorded this because this was the first show. Actually, kind of not. Uh, no, I didn't do that. This well. was our first show as a four piece. <laughs> This was our first show as a four-piece, and Tony was a little nervous at how it was going to go. And since Logan's out of out for the season with an injury, we had Andy Burke on board. I was and not worried about Andy, though. I wasn't worried about Andy because he's a pro, but it's still, you know, the, it's not the, the, same, but the I mean, energy dynamic. But, dude, 
Andy's fucking the show. So solid. Like Holy Andy shit. and Ty were locked in solid. Fucking because you because you had to fill up so so much space being the only guitar player, you had to put so much energy into it, and I felt like it was probably the most commanding performance you've given on stage in in a while. You Thank were you. definitely the high highlight of the show. I could tell all of y'all were having fun though. Like you could just see yeah. it like. After there's that, so after, much more room for activities. After, after, after that yeah. first, <laughs> after that first song, it was like, "This is gonna be fun." Yeah, no, it was great, man, and it was. So we did again. Ty, uh, Tyler doing the sound made the mix for me on stage. Uh, oh, that wasn't that was Eric, but uh, but for everybody off stage, him mixing me and Andy together, and and, uh, and everybody kind of balancing it out and not making me fucking super loud and red hot. That's a big fucking part of it, and mm-hmm. I, can, I have no control over it. So, again, Tyler was my favorite part of the show. Yeah, yeah. No, the, the, the sound was great. Tyler and Eric both did a fantastic job. Um, For sure. So uh, He's fucking hired. He's our light guy, by the way. Yeah, right. On. So, so once Gordon wants a job, of course. Be a light guy? Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to take that as a hard no. G- Gordo's here pantomiming <laughs> holding a flashlight, I believe, is what that is. Uh one of the one of the things um, that was was really I think a lot of fun was because we were playing with Andy. So so when we originally Fucking signed Andy's off, so, so when we originally signed up Solid. to do the show, we yeah. were expecting a thirty minute set. So we only taught Andy thirty minutes worth of our material. And we lost one of those songs, and we and we lost one of those songs because we we were short on time on the original set. No, we're so, short on the uh, second guitar player. Thieves of Thunder we didn't do. Well, we opted not to do that because it ran long. That was the original thing. We we opted not to do that song just because the set ran long. So yeah. So after Hank canceled, and we uh, we found out we had to fill up more time. In fact, we found out we had to fill twice as much time. Oh, yeah. What we do, what we decided to do at the last rehearsal. So some of you will remember. Probably two of you out there will remember. All two of you that are listening. We'll remember back in like <laughs> 2011 when One Tony, yeah, that's right. Tony, Ty, Andy, and I had a cover band called the Legendary Eskimo Brothers. <laughs> and we did it. Did Gordo, did you ever see the Legendary Eskimo Brothers play? Oh, man, it was great. We only did like three shows, right? It two shows. It wasn't, even that, it wasn't that many, but we practiced a lot. Or we jammed a lot. We did. We did like a really fun to hang out. We did like a totally Tennyson fucking sounds right uh, festival, and we did one gig at uh, we did the Fresh Fudge Family Feast with Ruckus Fudge and the Legendary Eskimo Brothers at Three Kings. Our our band was like the fill-in band for our shows if we couldn't get a third act or something. It was just it was mostly (laughs) the four of us just really liked jamming together. Oh and and what's not to like? Learned a bunch of just learned a bunch of cover songs. But we used to do like Them Changes by Buddy Miles. We did uh, the the live version of We Will Rock You by Queen. Queen, The the live fast the live killers version. That version, by the way, I've never heard of. That's fucking awesome. Do you know that one, Gordo? Oh, check out Queen oh, we, Live can, Killers. Can we, we play that back you. a little bit? Can we pull up uh, Queen Live Killers? Yeah. Hey, <laughs> bring, up, bring up that clip. Put it on the monitor. Bring up that <laughs> clip. Soon. Uh, what else did we do, used to do? We used to do uh, Bobby Brown Goes Down by Frank Zappa. Oh, that was good, too. Um, whipping Posts by... Um, one Guitar Playing whip, Whipping Post. Yeah, One Guitar was, Playing Whipping was, Post. That, that was, was a fun tough. one. That was awesome, though. Andy, but, again, Andy being really fucking solid made that work. Well, so for this show... We were like, 
we were like, you know what we should do is we should bust out a couple of the legendary Eskimo Brothers repertoire. <laughs> well, no, we, we started because uh, it was like, we're not going to do the Cowboy song because I didn't want to do it without two guitar players. Right, right, right. And it was like, oh, well, <laughs> you said, we usually do a Thin Lizzy cover. And the first one that came to my mind was Dancing in the Moonlight because I think we used to play that one. We did used to play Because I remember Andy, you know, doing the backups. Dancing yeah, in the Moonlight. We did used to play that one. Yeah. <laughs> it's got me in a spotlight. We did, we did that one and Rosalie. And the way we justified it is we're like, well, technically we're not doing two Thin Lizzy songs because we're doing one, one Thin Lizzy song and a Thin Lizzy version of a Bob Seger song. <laughs> so technically we're not playing two of the same band. That was uh, fun doing that one. Then we did, uh, but but yeah. So at the end, at the end of the show, at the end of the show, because we still had time to fill, we did uh, Dancing in the Moonlight, which was fucking awesome. That's probably the be- best Dancing in the Moonlight we've ever done. <laughs> and then we closed out with what I'm pretty sure was a 20 minute rendition. Was it really that long? Of Stormtrooping no, by Ted long. Nugent. I don't I don't know 20, but it was it was pretty it fucking on. long. It was at least ten minutes long, because we did. But, no, it was good though. It was, it was yeah, fun. Yeah, it was on. fun. I'm glad Tony, you Tony, we did. So we did two solo. So okay, we get to the solo section, and the solo section as Ted Nugent plays it is already super long. Yeah, on double live gone. So I'm pretty sure it's like eight, eight, eight and some change. If the one on Double Live Gonzo was eight and some change, then it was definitely over ten minutes because the second solo that I gave you. That I gave to you. <laughs> he gave you permission. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I get we bullshit. I was soloing while he was talking the whole time. <laughs> no, we we got through we got through the whole solo and then broke it back down. Yeah, and then I was like, all right, guys, and I gave the audience a choice. I was like, do you want us to go into the last verse oh, and that. finish the song, or do you want to hear Tony whack off some more? <laughs> I was like, yeah. yeah, I was like, I was like, make some noise if you just want us to go to the third verse and finish out the song. Nothing. I was like, make some noise if you want Tony Lee to whack off for another two minutes or so. And they went, yeah. <laughs> so Tony, that so, was very so, nice. Thanks everybody. Tony started whacking off. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, Tony right. started just jizzing on the painting the theater, dude. <laughs> You're fucking right. All over that brand new mural that Mal, Meow Wolf put up in the place, man. Just. All over. So yeah, man, it was it was really cool. Dripping was, off the walls and stuff. <laughs> skate, skate, skate. Uh, um, that was so much fun, though. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun, man. It was a really great show. We released the comic at that show. I haven't played a solo that long, even at home, ever. I don't think. Do you played you played a solo that long at like a, a jam night at your parents' house? Oh, for sure. sure. Yeah, if you, if you let me go that long. I will. Oh, but, dude, I'll, baby, but, I'll let you go that all that long anytime you I'm want. I'm just wondering if anybody can stomach, including myself. Like after a while, like if you, if nobody's stopping me, I'm like, I guess I have to keep going. But I'm kind of out of things to say on the guitar, I guess. And this is, you look, you look for smiles. If people are smiling, you can keep going. If, Tony, if people are like looking around, then maybe it's you, time to you cut could it off. you could tell me that you're playing the same four <laughs> things going. over and over again, and I wouldn't know. <laughs> I like I said, I've only been doing the same seven tricks my whole life. Well, but when you have to do those extended solos, you start doing stuff that I've never seen you do before. You get a lot more experimental because you've got time to fill up. What the fuck else can you do? I think sometime well, I want to just Now like, we're going to start having 20-minute drum solos and uh, the 30-minute guitar solos. If we're lucky. 
and the really long intros where you're singing. Only if we're, we're smart. You're, you're, you're going to get a piano that comes <laughs> yeah. out, and you're going to sit down. You're going to get. You're going to go backstage and get some changes where it's just going to be like a weird emperor's jacket, and then like a fucking NWA shirt after that. But you're going to wear the same biker shorts. I can. Uh, oh yeah, we. We, last night, stairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The <laughs> stairs. The Ray Dude, So last night we're all hanging out. We're all hanging out. Fonz and Tony and me and Tony's wife Laura. We're all hanging out, watching concert videos and playing Trivial Pursuit. And we're watching Guns and Roses yeah, live in Tokyo animals. in like '92 or something like that. '92 live in Tokyo. Fucking probably Guns N' Roses' best performance I've ever seen. Axl Rose seen in live, these though. tiny okay. little spandex shorts, like. Not only, not just like one pair of tiny little spandex shorts. Like he has several changes of yeah. tiny little spandex it's not, shorts. It's not, and that's not. It's not like it's Axel's greatest performance. It's not even. It's not Slash's greatest. It's the greatest performance is that band. I think. That I like don't. Pin, that was the height of them being fucking. Really I cool. don't know how Axel was able to run up and, and down like those that? stairs Holy and sing shit. like that. Holy shit! But he what I was most impressed by was the wardrobe person <laughs> responsible for washing Axl Rose's tiny, tiny little spandex shorts. That person is a goddamn hero. That and guy you, goes out on stage, sweats his ass off in the tiny little spandex shorts, and he's like, he's like, I'm done with the red ones! Get them out of my sight! <laughs> and then he takes off his shorts. Like, it's not like he's got them layered, uh, layered up under there. He's yeah. running backstage between songs, pulling them off, throwing them at some poor wardrobe person. <laughs> yeah. You know, change to the white one. Some guy with frosted tips and an earring <laughs> is back there. You know, just a catching, feather earring. Oh, dude, just catching facefuls of fucking Axl Rose's <laughs> soggy spandex, tiny little shorts. Like, how many different <laughs> pairs of those did he wear in those? Well, so so the, the video that we watched last night was the second video. So there, there's there's two. Oh, uh, right, it's at, a double. At, it's a double concert. At, at least, yeah. At right? least when I was I was. Younger and uh, uh, my my mom's cousin Mario, he, he opened up my, my world to music in a lot of ways. He's the one who dropped off all those metal records at my door when I was when I was a little kid. Mm-hmm. And me and Damien and Nini had to fight over who's who was it left for? Mom, me, Damien, <laughs> or Nini? You know? And Damien's like, it's mine. You know, like I have the record player. I'm like, it's mine. We've been talking about music for the last fuck every time I see him. You know. Um, and it had a bunch of good stuff in there. Anyway, he ended up buying me the uh, that that first video, the Guns N' Roses video from Tokyo in '92, and he got it for me because he, he's like, he's like, what do you think of Guns N' Roses? And I said they're badass, and he goes, I think they're kind of pussies. And I, <laughs> and, and I was like, live in Tokyo '92, I can learn how to play like Slash. He goes, well, if you want to do that, I'll get it for you. And so he got me that video, and it really changed my fucking like world on guitar playing, watching Slash play in a fucking huge audience in Tokyo and all this shit, you know. But uh, if you watch that first video, they have, like, this intro of the crew kind of setting up the whole stage and, like, erecting right. the stage and, like, bringing all the stacks in and everything. And then there's the rack of jackets that come in for Axl Rose. And it's, like, two, right. two racks that people are carrying in, full fucking racks, you know, five feet wide, probably a piece, with, like, a white leather jacket that has the Guns N' Roses emblem on the back. And then, like... The, the little frilly things that come off the side that are the big the shoulder pad and then like things. the red jacket and then the black jacket with the red trim and then the, the no, fucking no, it's like, not like a red jacket and a black jacket it's like very different jackets and like shoulder pads like shoulder, <laughs> yeah, no yeah. I know double breasted shoulder pad like, jacket there's something I do, like I do, 20 jackets I do in wonder that rack, if right? he if, if he wears all the spandex shorts and chain, like just strips one off because he, no he runs back way, he runs dude. back it, and it runs look do you know how constrictive that would be dude yeah listen I paid a lot of attention to his package, okay? <laughs> I, I'm, 
I'm a fucking. I'm on a tube, tube stakeout, steak okay? Yeah. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> you know, I'm a Wang watcher for sure. Yeah. So I was I was paying attention, and if he, if he, had, if he had. <laughs> It, I have, we haven't said that name in a long time. Oh, Dick Stairman. <laughs> oh, I haven't um, thought of that joke in like 10 years. They, they call me the Stairmaster. Any old who. No, but I was, I, I, was, I was paying attention to it. And... Um, <laughs> and uh, where were we? Oh, we were just talking. Oh my god, we were talking, we were talking about, about Axl Rose's fucking spandex shorts. Anyway, um, there's no way you're gonna just as as someone who wears costumes and likes to play dress up, you're not gonna layer up undergarments, and that that is a tour that they have taken around the world. So who? At, like the cot, everybody they had knows it down to a science. Job. Like they were had it down to yeah. a science, right? So I wonder. Do you think that they kept the shorts in like vacuum sealed bags, <laughs> or do you the think they had the them on their out. own separate racks, or do you think they came with the jackets? Like every jacket had like little hanger clips, you know, like you have the hangers <laughs> yeah. that have like quick release stuff, the little quick release clamps, yeah. you know, what yank I mean? them off. So. Do you think that all of those jackets, if you were to open up the jacket inside, is just a tiny little pair of spandex? That, that makes shorts? sense. That makes sense. Or very efficient. Here's this would be more efficient. Would be more efficient is if uh, the tiny little spandex shorts doubled as a pocket square. <laughs> so like basically, <laughs> if door? if Front you front door if yeah. uh, if you need a. Uh, uh, if you need a pair of shorts on the fly, like if you rip the ones that you're wearing, you can just pull out your pocket square <laughs> and just flap them out and change into the new pair. You've got a spare yeah, it's, it's pair. A, it's a quick change artist thing. I don't know, man. All I'm, all I'm saying, and I'm just trying to— it, Who gets it, to wash them? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. The person who, who is responsible— Who gets Who's to? Who's lucky enough to wash them? Yeah, yeah. Who gets to? Like when, when you— I was just going to say, I lived around the corner from a— Porn store that had used underwear and ziplocks. Oh, that is a thing. Used underwear and ziplocks. That is a thing. Store. So like, oh, like they find them? No. Like the no people buy them. Oh, per our producer Gordo telling about violation. Like, do they do they scan them for crabs or? God only no, knows. Extra, you pay extra for the crabs. Look, man, I just bought educational videos. <laughs> <laughs> no, that I is bought it for anatomy thing. class. So Gordo's working at a porno shop selling used panties infested with crabs. Did you did you work at a porn shop, Gordo? That's what he just said. Did did he say he worked at him or that he used to go? Did oh. you work at one? For the record, no. No, oh. he didn't work at one. He was there for free. He just he, hung out all the time. No, no. He was there. <laughs> yeah, I just love to hang out with them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I was I was Actually, just doing their plumbing. Yeah. yeah. Hung, you, hung you out in the bathroom stall. Yeah. No, I was doing some drywall. Why do you think I was? <laughs> fixing that hole in the wall. There's no shame in that. You worked at a porn store. I did. I worked at like the Walmart of porn stores, man. I worked for uh, Fascinations, which like... They had sales quotas and like like um, if you had too many like F sevens, you know, like refunds, like you could get written up and like, dude, seriously, <laughs> it was like you, a real job, dude. There was a dude. You had to like, you were encouraged to approach people and try and talk to them about dildos and porn and shit like that. 
And like they encouraged you, so you had to do to, research and dude, they encouraged you to do four rentals. Um, rentals, yeah, four rentals What's at a, a time. Oh, rent- like you could rent, <laughs> you could rent DVDs. Right, right. So they would encourage you to use your rentals so you'd be familiar See. with the product. So at that time, at the old fucking fourth year house, Lucky. we dude, <laughs> at the old fourth year house, we had porn going twenty four hours a day. Like it is, it is probably done unhealthy things to my brain. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm pretty sure. Like, I've got perma-porn brain just from, like, working in that What's place. your favorite porn tape? My favorite porn tape? Or DVD, I guess. Well, I think we should go with tape. I, think, I, <laughs> I, I don't think there's a favorite porn DVD because I did after a certain while, you don't have favorite porns when you're grown up. But I remember when I was a kid, my favorite porn tape. What was your favorite porn tape growing up? That's easy. The what? Beverly Thrillbillies. <laughs> I think I had uh, I think I had one called Natural Born Thrillers at some point. That's that's good. Too. Yeah, um, anyone I could get my hands on. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> in and out of Africa. In and out of Africa is Gordo's. <laughs> hey, uh, and they're all tapes. By the way, uh, Mr. Hulk Logan walked into the building. He's uh, he's in the building hanging out. Maybe yeah. we can get him on the mic here in a little bit. Yeah, maybe we should uh, take a break and reconfigure our sitting situation. Yeah, you know what? I want to hear Logan's. Um, Actually, let's let's do the news first, and then uh, we'll take this break. Well, we're kind of honestly, we're kind of doing the news right now. Are we? Because we're we're talking about uh, we're talking about the show. He's saying he's saying time out, bro. Hulk Logan's in the house. They've done this before, huh? <laughs> yeah. A time or two. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sounds like they've done it 42 times. other times. Yeah, 42 <laughs> other times. Not including this two. Well, with you, it's 43. <clears throat> Not including the times that it was in the closet making Commentary Tuesday episodes. Mm, that's true. Yeah, because I, I, I did like a, like 10 of those. We'll call it the original ones. The original. No, that, was a different, that was a different series. We'll, we'll call it the, uh, the pre-podcast. Yeah. What are you guys talking about today? Oh, nothing. So here's – so, well, just when you walked in, we were talking about – specifically, just when you walked in, we were talking about um, Axl Rose's spandex biker shorts that he wears in the uh, Guns N' Roses 92 uh, Live in Tokyo mm-hmm. tour. And we were talking about, first of all, what a hero the person, like the wardrobe. We assume it's a guy with frosted tips and a feather earring. <laughs> you look good. And a, and a tank top. No, yeah. you look great. Who, well, who just like Axel runs Those off and goes, ah, give me my other pair of shorts. And just like throwing <laughs> sopping <laughs> wet fucking spandex shorts in his face every night. Like. I imagine Axel. Not the red ones, the purple ones. You idiot! You're gonna get fired. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have you catching uh, uh, Tom Jones's bicycle shorts <laughs> if you don't watch it. <laughs> anyway, that's not true. That so what we were mainly talking about though is <laughs> something tells me Tom Jones's bicycle shorts are stretched out a little <laughs> bit more than Axel's. You know. I think. Uh, I, I also think. think equally think, as funny though. <laughs> Yeah. Well, but probably, do you think they're hairier or not as hairy? I imagine hairier. Axl Rose not having a lot of hair because he's he's kind of a ginger dude, you know, and they don't tend to be very hairy guys. Uh, they a uh, red-haired American. But oh, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Oh, please, somebody's gonna write a letter. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get a letter for red-haired Americans. <laughs> I'm gonna get a letter for ginger shaming, man. It's gonna fucking suck. Um, but. Uh, 
yeah, so before you got here, we were talking, of course, about our friendship with Fonz. And then we were talking about um, we were talking about the show this weekend. What? Seattle's lawsuit with loyal roadie. Gordo's showing us an article that is relevant to the bicycle shorts problem. What are we looking at here? The, the re- uh, Axel's being sued by a roadie. At what's Axel being sued by a roadie? Is is it the fucking <laughs> bicycle, bicycle short shorts, guy. dude? <laughs> You know what? I'm pretty sure it is the bicycle shorts, but he's he's <laughs> suing he's, he's suing Axel for 163,000. dollars Is it the bicycle bicycle shorts, dude? Is in that article? <laughs> You'll have to find out on TMZ.com. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have to look into it. We are looking into it. Are, on are, it. That's, that's a the research lot. team's on it. Yeah. That's Our, probably the most re- reliable top men on it. <laughs> top, top men. Man. Top man. Top one. Zero. <laughs> so the other thing we were talking about, Logan, is we were talking about the show Saturday night. Mm. And I'm curious to get your perspective, because oh, it's not very yeah. often you get to be a spectator of your own band. It wasn't weird. and It was fine. I was just like, yeah, whatever. It'll be cool. It'll be fun to watch your homies you know, play and everything. But right when you guys started, I was like... Okay, now it's weird. <laughs> and so I got on stage and I, uh, you know, talked a little bit of shit and I acted like I was wasted and I was just like yeah, the, drunk, the drunk grandpa bit you were doing. The drunk grandpa bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was good. I, know, I was just kind of like, hey, fuck is this guy wagging my finger at Andy? <laughs> but uh, overall, it sounded really well. It sounded really good. Andy obviously killed it, but fuck, it's so it, solid, was, man. it was strange watching it. From the outside, you know? It's like you and your girlfriend or wife, your significant other, like, deciding to have a three-way <laughs> and, like, sitting around and talking about it and being like, yeah, that sounds kind of hot. Yeah. Do you think you'd be okay with that? I think I'd be okay with that. Yeah. And then you go and you pick up the other person. Maybe it's another girl. Maybe it's another guy. But you go and pick up the other person and, and you're on your way home and you're like, Wow, babe, strangely, I don't feel too weird about this. Like, it doesn't, man, you know, I think this is going to be okay. Oh, this is going to be kind of fun. You get home and you're having wine and maybe a little something to eat and you're getting to know each other and you're laughing and you're like, oh, my God, this feels oddly comfortable. And uh, and then the minute any sort of penetration happens, it's like, okay, now I feel weird about it. Ooh, ooh. I don't like this. I don't like this anymore. I don't want to do this anymore. No. So how it's... many times has this happened to you? Quite <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oddly, oddly specific. Yeah. Well, this week. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I was just in the front row watching it, watching them play, and I was just like, "Oh yeah, go, go to that key change." Yeah. Oh, now smell them a little. I thought it was cool, man. It was a lot of fun. Um, You're giving him an awful lot of attention, (laughs) Tony. (laughs) Yeah, I don't see you uh, giving me that much attention when we're on stage. What's weird is, uh, so Andy was playing on the the side that we normally play on, Mm -hmm. and I had to stand on the other side. Was that strange to you? I didn't like it. (laughs) I didn't like it. I I really didn't. What about it was weird to you? You're just used to being on the other side? I'm just used to walking to the left to go touch my pedals. Tony doesn't like like it when things are out of order. He likes likes to be on time, and he likes things just so. (laughs) He likes to know where his things are. He likes to to have it all worked out. And when you switch sides on him, it's just like, 
Like he's used to leaning a certain way. He's used to playing certain things at certain so. points. Tony was having an anxiety attack about playing these songs by himself. You were so worried about being able to pull it off, man. Yeah. And then, but you got, you prepared, you got ready, and ended up being the fucking star of the show, man. Seriously. All the stuff that has come out after the show has been like, Tony's amazing. <laughs> yeah, even people that weren't there. I've seen a lot of comments from social media and people who are like, really? damn. Yeah. You know? It's the best part of the show. Cool. And... Keep in mind, the only feedback oh, I got was through you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, and Aaron was there too. <laughs> no, dude, this is the worst part. The only and there was a singer. The <laughs> only feedback that Tony I got was really good, and then there was a singer. No, 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 it gets worse than that. It does get worse. There, than that. The, the, I the only liked it. the only I feedback liked to hear the it. only feedback I got was we're outside, and Tony's like, "Oh man, this guy came up to me, and he's like, man, you guys are really tight, really amazing band, really great.'" Are you attached to the singer? <laughs> and Tony like, went, very. And the guy kind of went, okay. <laughs> walked away. See, I was telling Aaron I would have fucked with him. I would have been like, uh, not completely. What do you got? Yeah. Why? You trying out? Yeah, hey, you should have. I laughed too hard when he said it, though. That's pretty good. It was, oh, my God. The, 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 the bad compliments are the, be- are the best. You know, the, the, the real shit. Talking ones. That's one. I, that's the ones I want to hear personally. Anyway, the worst and, part is you told me. Yeah, exactly. I thought I thought you would have enjoyed it, but apparently I just can't tell you those. See, things. you don't know how singers' brains work, man. I could have heard a hundred compliments that night, and you told me the one thing that stuck in my brain from the whole show. Just like, who said that? Who was that motherfucker? What did I do wrong? Why? What did he like about me? What did he find so annoying? Did he did he just not like me? Did I sing badly? Does he think my costume's stupid? Is it because I'm bald? Is it because I have a beard? Is it because I'm skinny and ugly and stupid? Is it because I'm old and useless and irrelevant? Yes. <laughs> kind of a combination. I, I told him. I told him it was the creeping pubes. Like I said, I've never seen it from the outside. That was the and first. I just went. Are his pubes always kind of creeping up? <laughs> the answer is yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, oh, oh no, dude. Yeah. The, I got off stage, and the Looks first... Looks like ants migrating. <laughs> it's the Lost Woods. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. Um, no, I. the first people I ran into after I got off stage is I... I'm sorry. I, I went. That. No, oh, it was, it, no. I've, I've, I've been laughing no, about we, it. It's I'll fine. tell you next time. We'll just laugh about <laughs> but, it. Uh, <laughs> well, no. I want to know I if gotta, somebody's. I got to tell somebody. That's just so. Hilarious. So about the pubes. That's great. About yeah. the about the pubes. I, the Speaking first thing. Of pubes. When I walked off the stage, <laughs> the first people I ran into were uh, Jesse, Ty's wife, and uh, and our friend Cassie, and. Um, God, and I forget who else. Well, speaking was of pubes, it was. But, uh, but oh, and Becky, and your wife, Becky. Becky. <laughs> and everybody, everybody. <laughs> oh, okay. They're all standing there and gotcha. they're talking, and they're like, they're like, oh my god, your pubes are just out all the time. And then Jesse goes, Jesse goes, well, his pubes do go from here, points to my crotch, and goes all the way up to here, <laughs> and like points to the top of my head, and I was like, yeah. I kind of just have a never-ending trail of pubes from head to toe, man. Like, every hair on my body. I'm sure you have hair from head to toe, and it's all connected on some trail. Yeah. It it thins out in places more than others, but pretty much every every, uh, tributary of fur (laughs) connects. It it goes from the top of the head, from from, from the forehead. 
goes back and gets around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, gets, gets around the the, the cul de sac thing, <laughs> then goes down the back. I of call the it neck, the White Lagoon. Back, down to the back of the neck, <laughs> over the shoulders to the front, over to the front, like some suspender straps that go to that the nipples like... and wrap <laughs> yeah. around, and then go down to the Lost Woods. Down. It also there. gets connected through uh, miscellaneous like islands of hair and little moles on my back. Um, and and gets connect across the front through my unibrow, and uh, I guess what would you call this? What do you call this? Do you call these like call brow it, wings? No, we call that the Wolverine. <laughs> when it goes when it goes from your eyebrow down around your ocular process onto your cheek, like, your brow beard, yeah. <laughs> my brow beard, yeah. brow burns, they like eyebrow burns, <laughs> your your, your <laughs> temple burns. I don't know, but your temple wings. I don't know what you would call that. Your temple warmers. Uh, and then I also get little tiny hairs in the tip of my nose as well that I have to pluck on the regular. By the way, the brown lagoon sounds like somebody shit in a pool. <laughs> yeah. That's all I thought of when you're like, I that the sounds brown like lagoon. a porn. Oh, we were talking about our favorite porno movies. That's my favorite one, the brown, the brown lagoon. lagoon. <laughs> yeah, it's exotic man. Yeah, the brown lagoon. Uh, it, it actually, funny enough, Brooke Shields was in that one too. <laughs> Let's do the next one. Uh, ah, let's give a quick shout out to our sponsors Matula Plumbing Matula! Matula! Plains, Illinois Shit rolls downhill, don't be at the bottom Your number two is our number one priority Your shit is our bread and butter Angie's List Super Server <laughs> Award 2011 winner Matula Plumbing He'll wear the booties for you because customers love it. Yep. Yeah, you wear booties when you go into a customer's house. That, that is the Jerry Matula way. <laughs> you need anything plumbed in uh, Des Plaines, Illinois, you tell Jerry, oh, the boys sent you. Uh, Mutiny Information Cafe, the motherfucking podcast is a mutiny transmission. Mutiny transmissions are a media service division of Mutiny Information Cafe, located at 2 South Broadway in Denver, Colorado. Books. Records, coffee, pinball, live events, open mic magic in the biggest, I think, tank. loudest keychain you have ever seen in the world for the restroom there. Um, no use of illicit <laughs> substances in there, if you please. Muni Information Cafe, tell Matt and Jim the boys sent you. Rocket Space Rehearsal Studios. Uh, in the Rhino District on Larimer, right next to Larimer Lounge. Fully furnished and equipped rehearsal space studios by the hour. Uh, it's where we get ready for great shows like you saw this weekend. Uh, Rocket Space Rehearsal Studios. Tell Kate uh, the boys sent you. Flipside Music down in South Tacoma. Tell Ike the boys sent you. All the best stuff that they have at the big box stores without all the bullshit and the high presser sales and the quotas and 27 guys like trying to fumble their way through Sweet Child of Mine. They had some pretty sweet pictures from the NAM show. Did they? Yeah. They're, ta- they're talking about putting uh, the Jimmy Page telecast. Oh, Flipside? Yeah. Flipside had a booth at uh, the they, NAM show? Um, they, they talked about putting the Jimmy Page telecaster in their store just because uh, I think he wants one real bad for a little while, but he's got to sell it, you know? So I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna. That's pretty cool. Are you I gonna go down? That's, are you gonna go down and try and play it? Media only. Um, maybe. Anyway, uh, Flipside Music, 
best boutique, uh, best equipment, and uh, special, specialized equipment boutique in the city of Denver, state of Colorado, and uh, the United States, as far as I'm concerned. Tell like the boys sent you. Evergroove Studio in Evergreen, Colorado, the greatest studio in the world, if not the universe, solar-powered, state-of-the-art audio and video production studio nestled in the Black Mountain region of Evergreen, Colorado. It's a, it's a magical place for a retreat-style recording session, and it's where we are working on all our new shit and where we film and record the, um, the Motherfucking Monday videos. Uh, Brad and Jenny hey, are amazing on. people. Um, it. Man, they, we, we can't do it justice by describing it to you. You really got to go up and take a tour yourself. Evergroove Studio, Evergreen, Colorado. Uh, this podcast is, of course, recorded at the Nug Nation Studios here in Denver, Colorado. The Nug Nation is pound for pound the finest homegrown comedy in years. Go to thenugnation.com to see all your favorite nugs in their wacky, oh zany adventures through space and time. Uh, thenugnation.com. Check it out and tell Bong Burgundy the boys. Last but not least, let's give a shout out to the 32 brave souls who back us on patreon.com slash mfruckus, including thank you. our man Fonz here. Hey, thank you. Woo. Thank you, Fonz. Hey, I've, I've, hey, we got two patrons in the room now. Actually, I've, I've, I've wondered. <laughs> we've been asking anybody we know like who's, who's a patron. Bombs, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Anytime we, uh, we get one of the patrons on the show or, or we get a chance to talk to them face-to-face, we've been asking a lot, like, Kind of what they like about it. Like, what what do you like about being on the Patreon? Like, what what makes it fun for you? Getting to see uh, all the stuff, like behind the scenes and ahead of time. That's pretty cool. Yeah, 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 man. It's that's it, kind of the main thing you do. The the, the behind the scenes stuff. Yeah, the, the direct to. That's the really – well, the way I look at it is anybody who's going to be willing to get on Patreon are going to be the people who are actually interested in seeing the behind-the-scenes stuff. So the, when the comic – just the one that just came out, when those pages were getting done and finalized, we have a, a band thread within the band. And that got sent there. And within minutes of that, the my email popped up with from Patreon with the same picture. Right. So I can tell you so, that it is like yeah. right the fuck next to each other when the patrons. Get so it's we, we find out like, a, around the same time. I think Aaron gets pa- it. Yeah, the exactly. Patreon people do. I think yeah. Aaron sits down and has a meeting, or it's over email or whatever it is, and like gets the information. Whatever thing I get, sh- sh- and then, yeah, and then takes that and then just sends it to the band. Sends it to the band, and then immediately sends it to the patrons. Before a lot of times we can even respond. To that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's usually it's usually like, hey guys, check this out. What do you think? It's like I don't care. I'm sending it to the patrons anyway. <laughs> That's exactly what happens. And then and then it's like, well, let's not send that to the patrons right away. I already did like hours ago, yeah. man. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> But that, that's that's how quick you get our shit. Yeah, man. It's pretty cool. It's a lot of fun. So yeah, all of you guys two who bucks. <laughs> that's what I do. So all you guys who back <laughs> us on uh back us on Patreon, thank you, thank you so much. Um we're able to get so much done because of it. Helps this podcast happen, it helps does. us uh get the comic out, helps us work on the new record, helps us with God fucking we're getting ready to hire a publicist, like we're doing so much shit. Just um man, it's amazing. It's really great. Uh yeah. I think we're going to do a little commentary now. Oh, now, we've done this song before. 
Yes, we have. But I want to make sure that we do it oh, yeah. with Fawns in the room. Uh, Gordo, how should we go about doing this? Should we pause this real quick and have a quick wrap as to how we should do it? A oh, quick yeah. wrap. Her brother's a HPD also. and Oh, we're already and gone. And we're back. <laughs> and we're back. And, uh, man, we're very fortunate to have... Uh, the whole band here. The whole band is here. The entire band. The entire band and Vaughn's is here. Uh, please welcome... Our fucking loyal drummer, first time. This is the first time on first the show time. at the yeah, new. Correct. Well, you did. You yeah, did. Uh, sure. You were on an episode that we did at Rocket Space. There was one episode we did at Rocket Space that you were on, and that's it. Uh, yeah, I did one there, and I think I did like a live one in Chicago after we played at Livewire with. Damon. Oh yeah. Oh. That's right. We did that one. We did that one. Uh, the one in the basement. Well, we did the one where I was carrying the uh, the recorder around with me all over the place. Yeah, that one was hilarious. Exactly. Um, yeah. So anyway, Ty's in the house. Welcome to the show. Of course, we got Fonz. We got Hulk Logan. We got my man Tony Lee, and uh, I'm Aaron Howell. We're all in the fucking house for this very special 43rd episode of the motherfucking podcast, and uh, we're. At a commentary section, and we've actually done this song on the commentary before. Well, not we. I mean, we, but not we. Yeah. we, Me and Tony have talked about it before, but I think it's worth revisiting because it is definitely an <laughs> underlooked and underappreciated gem of our catalog. Uh, what song is it? Oh, it's the Fonz? <laughs> what song is it? It's the song about this motherfucker. It's the goddamn Fonz song. Um, so, I say yeah. we just put it out the way it is. Just as it is. Just All as right. it is. In three, two, one. Never mind. In three, <laughs> two, one. Go. I like this version. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is the best version yeah, yet. Yeah. 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 It's really mellow, you know. One. You want to give another countdown? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In three, two, one. Oh, it worked. This is one you completely recorded, right? Yeah, so for that guitar part, I just uh, used, like, the built-in tape delay. And uh, tape delay effect on GarageBand. And just played, like, straight 16s or, like, straight 8s and things. Did all that on its own, man. That's an acoustic guitar. <laughs> I know. It's so unfair. <laughs> this is the biographical section that we talked about. <laughs> yeah, in the summer of 13 is what it said. So, yeah. <laughs> so that is fact. We mentioned Jeff Creed. Yeah. We mentioned fucking going down to your place. I feel like I should be jogging through a park or something right now. <laughs> this is your fight montage. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. montage. Uh, shadow boxing. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Mike Tyson's punch out. You know how, like, the little exactly what I was side scroller. <laughs> yeah. exactly. pink, pink jumpsuit and all. Well, then you guys got exactly what I was going for when I fucking wrote it. I was say shadow boxing in, a, like, a dive bar bathroom. <laughs> I mean, put a poop splash on it and send it to Sony. It's awesome. Like... Practicing some fucking expressive dance in a studio by yourself. Like, yeah, all sweaty. Yeah, like fucking up the moves and getting all disappointed in yourself. Just battling your demons. Yeah. All by yourself. yeah, your chick just dumped you because she thought you were messing around with some other girl or something. But I wasn't. I was saving her life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only thing that's gonna make me feel better dance. <laughs> but dance it out. 
Dong like a Macedon ready to spawn. Is that part fact? Yeah. Is that a true and clear? Now, what's a Macedon song? What does a Macedon's dong look like? I know it's big and furry. <laughs> I mean, so I've heard. So I've read. Even, even. I know it. Even if Macedon's <laughs> had penises that were small for their body, they would still be bigger than our entire body. So even if you're a little big Macedon, you're still a big dick man. You know what I'm saying? I think it would be like a so <laughs> it looked like a boom mic <laughs> off furry. So is, is that true then? I think you get the same. It just brushes the top of your head ever so gently. Yeah, that's a bald spot. <laughs> we hair gel. <laughs> I think I think we try to use lots of actual references. Well, it's all factual stuff, and Fonz has a giant dick. It's like, hey, remember that time we met you? Wait, that so, was really so cool. it's all factual. I'm mean, gonna have like 90 friend requests as well. Do you hear what he said? He was like, it's all factual. But oh, but I said it's either or. It's either factual accounts or So what's that? What's that guitar solo? That's not you. That's just Apple. So is, is that Steve Jobs just wanking away? No, dude. On, <laughs> is he is he the one coming up with these brilliant runs? On GarageBand Mobile, you can like set up whatever scale you want it to be on. You can do slides up and down the strings and bend strings and shit like that. It's ridiculous, man. Wait a minute. So you did kind of play? Like you picked the notes out? Yeah, yeah, I picked the notes out. Like, I, I, I was, that sounds like you're lying. I was fiddling around and tapping with stuff. Tapping like this? No, like on like the phone. Van Halen tapping? Like, but on no. phone. On a yeah. phone. Fiddling but, around. But, I, I don't hear the know, fiddle track. Not that of a woman. Is there a fiddle track? Either Charlie oh, Daniels. Is that <laughs> more or less Charlie Daniels uh, <laughs> genuine than like just That's being a guitar hero like at the video game? Mm, more genuine. Yeah, guitar hero, you're... Hitting buttons, these you have to pick which buttons makes a different sound. Yeah, or this is, is a touch screen. It's way different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I love the. Let's, let's see. You, let's see you rock a solo on your iPhone, Aaron. Okay. Yeah. Um, I love the original. Because there's no way you... Aaron Howells on, that come from the iPhone, because you can tell he just gets a hold of the effects. Oh yeah. Uh, Every time part of recording it, <laughs> and it's just like. I don't want to say overdone because it sounds good, but you can tell he's just very excited yeah. to use it. It's <laughs> wet. You can very tell he's wet. wet. Yeah, see? You can, like... So... Oh, what's up, Eddie Van Halen? You can, you can set up, like... Like, check it. I, I could do, like, a minor blues. So... So that's, that's how you did that solo? Yeah, so I was just, like, bending on, like... You don't have Gordo's approval. You, <laughs> He's just like, no. you, you know. Yeah, man. I've I mean, playing guitar, guitar players. For, who needs them? Yeah, yeah. I've been playing guitar for over 20 fucking years, and Steve Jobs comes along and just kicks me in the fucking balls with You've this thing. Replaced. I mean, it's like you could play that phone Get and with you the time next kid. to each other, and I couldn't tell the difference. You, really. You couldn't. You may need to learn how to start playing a phone. <laughs> it all sounds the same to me. Just do that thing with your guitar. Just make it go like, wow, 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 you know. 
Hey, Gordo. How fucking unfair is that shit? You see that? Yeah, okay, yeah. Thumbs down. Thumbs down. Thumbs it's down. just a useful way to communicate ideas. I would never, I would much rather have you play on That's that. That's fine, but but now that, that I like that Fawn song so much, I gotta learn how to play the fucking bullshit iPhone <laughs> solo that you came up with. Hey, man, live drums have been being replaced the entire time I've been playing drums <laughs> with computers. That's true. So, That's true. You know. Just welcome to your world, yeah, huh? That's how it is, man. Concerts of the future. That's going to be sucks. four guys hey, on you stage. you start making up reasons that hitting a bite so the same app live at the same computer time. Doing. While they text. Yeah. <laughs> I'll try it. Huh. Hey, Ty, we were talking yeah. about uh, we were talking about the show earlier. The show. The show. The show, the podcast? Or? No, no, no. The show that we played this weekend. Oh. We're yeah. still, children. We're still not up that show. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, we were talking about the show, the only show that matters, Married with Children. <laughs> how did what did how did you feel when show. Married with Children was canceled? Oh uh, you know. <laughs> the trade. Yeah, was that a loss? You know, once they replaced once they replaced the dog and got that little blonde kid in there, I, they, they just <laughs> yeah. lost me. Yeah, and the guy who talked to the rabbit by himself. Yeah. Oh wait, right. no, that's a different show. <laughs> yeah, what show was that? Unhappily. Yeah, it was like unhappily ever after. It was exactly ever. I think it was, was the Nick, same producer. Wasn't Nikki Cox of that? Nikki Tim, Cox was uh, on that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that was my favorite show when I was 14. Um, how yeah, how the come? Show, the show was good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, good there was all those plots going on <laughs> that I was paying attention to. Yeah, man. Well? No, from, from, I was telling them earlier, from the outside perspective, it wasn't weird until you guys started playing. That's when it was weird to me, but... I mean, you and Andy and Tony have played before, together before, many times. So you guys were tight and together, no problem. Yeah, I thought we did all right. Yeah, I know. It was it was a it was a great show. Tony, uh, uh, Logan was more so talking about like it wasn't weird like weird watching his own band playing until we started playing together. You know what I mean? That that that's when it like really hit home. And yeah, that's when I had people coming up to me like buying me shots and beers and. Uh, you okay, buddy? You you have a good time, and I'm like, yeah, I'm good. It's just it's no, it's more like, yeah, yeah, I'm good. Has, yeah. Have all of you guys have all of you guys watched really the band play with other people? Um, I have. I mean, when Joe filled in in Europe, I didn't get to really see any of that. I mean, like <clears> shitty <throat> phone recordings here and there, but uh, definitely with uh, B Howell playing, you guys did like that Bridge City. Yeah, was that weird? It was kind of weird. You know, I mean, it was cool. I was like, oh yeah, it sounds good. But Seeing someone else play, like, oh, playing your weird, jams, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's just... You've watched the band before, haven't you? Plenty of times. <laughs> what, like, like is 20. it weird for you? No, not really as weird. I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm more of the understanding, like, uh, the times that it ha- I have needed to fill in, it's like, well, that's just what has to happen. I can't make it, you know? You guys should do a show without me. Fuck all that. <laughs> get that guy. Get that guy. Uh, get that guy. guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the how married are you to the yeah. singer guy? <laughs> what the fuck, man? There you go. Are you married to the singer? <laughs> uh, just this spring. Why? How married are you to the singer? <laughs> who, who was it? Well, we're engaged. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he, he was very tall, though. I, 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 I mean, we're talking. I, I was like, like on the way. Oh, out. it was a super tall guy? It was a super tall guy. It was Craig Powell, dude. I don't know who that is. 
Craig was the pa- only dude, tall was person there. With, was there. Yeah, was there one tall dude, person? Dude, the, the really the really tall guy with the short hair. I don't know. He was just taller than me. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and just tell myself that it was, was Craig it Powell just talking shit and telling a joke. Yeah, you go with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, fuck, man. So uh, you want to listen to some Randy and get out of here? Yeah, or, or stay here and start doing something else. Yeah, let's. Um, yeah, uh, we're gonna we're gonna try and experiment this week. We're gonna do. Uh, we're gonna do. We'll, we'll talk about it next week. The yeah. experimenting we're getting ready to do. Um, in the meantime, we're gonna we're gonna give a one for the homies shout out to uh, a very good friend of ours and also a good friend of Gordo's. Gordo just got back from uh, going to play some gigs with this dude. We're gonna we're gonna close out the show with a song by our good buddy Randall Conrad Olinger, who I'm. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Who I'm who I'm hoping to have on the show soon. We are talking about getting him in here this April. So uh yeah, Randy, if you're listening, this one goes out to you, buddy. It's a song you wrote on uh the motherfucking podcast. I'm Aaron. I'm Tony. Ty. Hans. Uh Al Bundy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go Wall Bundy. Ready? Yeah. Okay. Whoa Bundy!
listening to a Mutiny Transmission. You can find more podcasts, videos, books, comics, and records online at mutinyinfocafe.com. Or just stop in the store in Denver and have a coffee sometime. 